The reading this morning comes from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14, and can be found on page 1004 of the Blue Bibles. The Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light to all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm uh, very appreciative of the opportunity to spend some time this morning examining this opening to John's Gospel. I was told I have half an hour, and it reminds me of something which you might enjoy knowing about. The church where I was first a priest, much older building than this, um, had a pulpit, a place to stand when preaching, and on the pulpit there was an hourglass. (laughs) I guess, you know, second half of the sermon, you turned it over, made sure you didn't go over the two hours. (laughs) I have a, a sort of difficult relationship with this first chapter of John. Um, It's the most marvellous declaration of Christian faith regarding our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a wonderful thing to have the time to explore it. Trouble is, it's usually set, as you may know, as the Gospel reading for the first Eucharist of Christmas, the so-called Midnight Mass. And on that occasion, to be honest... I'm a bit reluctant to wade into the deep waters of the passage with the people at that service, who are very often people who we only ever see once a year at Midnight Mass. I'm ever so glad they come, even if it is just once a year, but I'm so torn between wanting to keep things light and accessible for them, and on the other hand, sharing the truths that lie in this passage. The other problem with the regular churchgoers, of course, is that on Christmas Eve, they're probably going to be at home with their families, so they don't get to hear it either. It's such a terrifically important piece of scripture for our understanding of who Jesus 
was and also what he was. So it's going to be worth us paying some close attention to it this morning. You may know all four Gospels that are part of the Christian Scriptures start off by introducing Jesus to the reader. Mark's a bit brief. He just says he was from Nazareth. That doesn't tell us an awful lot, except that it tells us that Jesus grew up in a part of the country that wasn't very well thought of. A bit later on, John's Gospel reports a saying, which was common at the time, can anything good come out of Nazareth? (laughs) Not very encouraging, is it? Luke and Matthew tell us a little bit more. They talk about his birth, his early years, and most of us kind of squidge that together to create what we like to call the Christmas story. But not John. Oh, no. John's gospel goes way further back in the tale. His gospel goes right to the beginning of creation. This Jesus is not just an upcountry rabbi from a dodgy area. No, he is the very word of God. The word of God, the power that puts God's wishes into effect. If you're able, will you stand up, please? Right, so we've all got the point about words having power, have we? You're on your feet. Why? Because I said, please, nicely. Do sit down again. (laughs) More power, you see, on a petty, tiny scale. But with the word of God, we're not talking about the tiny and the petty, are we? No, because that word, that person, was the effective means of the creative act. Verse 3, all things came into being through him. So that's the first of four really important things that we learn. God's word, with a capital W, is the powerful creative force that brought about the life of the cosmos. Pardon me, I've just used a Greek word, cosmos, but I guess it's one most people have heard. Um, it means the everythingness, everything that is around us. The origin of everything is in that life that the Word of God unleashes, and that life becomes a light for all of us, verse 4. And of course, light in John's Gospel is one of the big power words, isn't it? Those who are in the light are on God's side. Our Lord talks about himself as being the light of the world. That's 8.12. The light that can't be suppressed. To be in the darkness is the worst of all places. It's the place of separation. In the light, however, we can see and we can be seen for what we are. The passage then takes a slight change of direction. We meet John, 
John who baptized people and was widely believed to be a genuine prophet from God. John comes to prepare the way for the light of the Christ to emerge into our world. And here's the important thing, the second point, if you like. The light that came into the world was a source of knowledge, of revelation. Quote, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. That light, the light that enlightens everyone, the light that makes it possible for us to see clearly not only the truth about the cosmos, but also the truth about ourselves. To see, perhaps, as God sees. Now, that's not completely comfortable. There are people, of course, who hide from the light. Shy away from it. Remain, instead, in the darkness. Maybe because there's something dark within themselves. And then there are people who kind of tiptoe up to the light. They're on their way into the light, if you like, but still lingering in the shadows, maybe worried about being too visible. And then there are those who take the step of faith into the circle of light and are on the way to seeing themselves as God sees us, people who have realised our need of salvation and also realised that for all God's awesome power and presence, he still loves us. Yes, the light does show up things about us that need healing and purification, but of course those are the very gifts that follow from accepting the light. God calls us by name, each of us, even with our blemishes and weaknesses and sinfulness. And he calls us out of his great love, the love that is revealed to us by the true word of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Back to the text. I think I've got to verse 10, by the way. There is, of course, a tragedy in all of this which is that the words and works of Jesus of Nazareth did not convince all who met him. A Christian believer might at first perhaps be surprised by that, particularly because as a believer you start from the place of someone who's already accepted his claims. To his own people, much of what Jesus of Nazareth was teaching were so distinct from what they'd grown up with that they couldn't accept it. And it's interesting that taking the Gospels as a whole, it wasn't the very religious people who were drawn to him. Yes, there were some, of course there were. But mostly he worked with those on the edge. The ones whose way of life made them unacceptable. Shepherds. Fishermen, both unclean trades in traditional Jewish practice. Or there were the people that, who were called immoral. 
the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the innkeepers, or even worse, the ones who cooperated with the occupying and hated Romans. But in among all that rejection, there were still some that heard, some who stepped into the light, some to whom, as the scripture says, he gave the power to become children of God. A tiny number to start with, but gradually growing in number and growing in reach, growing out of the Holy Land, into the surrounding countries, even eventually reaching outlandish places like Whitstable. But you see, there's a new act of creation going on in this. Those who accept the faith are empowered to become something new. Power to become children of God. But that power, like all of God's gifts to us, reaches its full potential when we let go of the gift and pass it on to other people. All the gifts we're given are given to grow the community, not to be clung on to, not to be hidden away, because, I hope you're ahead of me here, if you hide your gift away, where are you putting it? You're taking it out of the light and into the darkness. And that's not what we want, is it? So, creative word of God, source of revelation, rejected, but here we come to the critical, wonderful conclusion of it. The word of God became flesh and dwelt amongst us the life of the Godhead entered into the life of humanity. Changes everything. There's no longer a distance between us and God. God isn't an outsider looking in. God understands our life from within, having experienced it in the human life of this bloke called Jesus. I find often at funerals one of the most helpful things I can say to people is that God stands beside us in our grief and he does understand it because his own son died. And in those words there's a realisation of what the birth of Christ into our human life was really about. But of course, he wasn't just the bloke called Jesus, was he? It took the disciples a while to get there, some of them longer than others, but eventually, the overwhelming spiritual force of his words and his mighty acts of power enabled his followers to realise that this was the very presence of God with them. Jesus, the bloke, yes, 
the upcountry rabbi, yes, but also, but also the Christ, the Saviour, the Messiah, the Holy Prophet. I sometimes think we put the words Jesus and Christ together too easily without catching the meaning. In fact, I suspect a lot of people think that Christ was Jesus' family name. You know, oh, hello, come in, Mr. Christ. No, no, it's not quite like that. It's a faith statement. It's a statement of Christian belief that Jesus of Nazareth was the Christ, the saviour we all need, the Messiah. The word of God, in fact. The word that was effective, creative power, somehow contained in a human body. Not merely contained, sorry, that's heresy. No, not merely contained, but fully human, as well as fully divine. As the children aren't here, I can just share this little anecdote with you. Occasionally, they turn me loose on students at Christchurch University. Not too often, because it disturbs the atmosphere. Um, I said to a group of them, how human is your Jesus? Can you imagine what he was like when he was going through the terrible twos? And what Blessed Mary did about it. And one of them, um, can I, say, I don't think I can say this in a kind way, a somewhat po-faced young man <laughs> said, yes, of course he would have gone through the terrible sues, but he would have done it without sin. <laughs> well, <laughs> I found it difficult to contain myself, Denise, actually. Where's the sin? In the terrible truth? Isn't it a child struggling to understand their environment and to understand those that love them and to understand how to express? And how is that different to what you're doing in church this morning? Don't most of us actually spend our lives in a kind of spiritual terrible twos? <laughs> hoping eventually that we'll grow out of it and I assure you, your priests very much hope you will. <laughs> but that's the power we're given. The power to become children of God and eventually, perish the thought, adolescence of God and perhaps mature in God as well. I certainly hope so. Of course, the other side of this which we skate over, is that just as God is able to understand human life from within, our relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, gives us an idea of the life of the Godhead from within. It's a two-way street. He becomes human. We are offered the chance in some way to become divine. The gift of the power to become children 
of God. God draws close to us in order that we can draw close to him. If I can just rip them out of context, you may know some words that Paul wrote in the letter to the Romans. God's kindness to us is meant to bring us to repentance. In other words, to the wiping away of those things that stand between us and a proper relationship with our creator who loves us, who loved us so much that he risked sending his son to be one of us. Shall I just pull this together in a bit of a kind of conclusion? I've tried to pick out four things, really, that are revealed in this gospel passage. For me at the moment, in my particular spiritual journey, the one that I treasure the most is the notion that the creative word of God brings life and light to the whole of creation. No part of creation is excluded from that. That light becomes the source of our understanding about God. It makes relationship possible. Despite being rejected by his own people, the light began to spread amongst humanity. We're not going to be the ones to stop it spreading, are we? I hope and pray. And fourthly, that same creative word of God entered into the life of humanity in the person of Jesus, who is the Christ. Well, I warned you, we might be going into some deep waters, but it's worth the risk, isn't it? So, people of God who have gathered about the Lord's table to share in our family meal. Amongst all the things that we might be wanting to pray today, Lord, save us from our shopping lists. Let's just spend a moment to pray for ourselves that we might, each of us, step right out into the fullness of the light of God. Because that is where we will flourish and become the people that God wanted us to be all along. Should we just hold the silence for a moment? Light of God, enlighten us.
we may reflect your light, that we may flourish, that we may hear your call to be fully your people. In the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.